My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here today. Okay, guys, we have a really exciting guest coming on today, Angela Faye. Angela has 15 plus years in business, property, and economic development with private enterprise, government, and nonprofit organizations. She's a certified ambassador and a coach with ex- uh, exponential organizations. She helps businesses accelerate their profits, multiple, multi, multi, sorry guys, I it's been a long day. <laughs> um, multiple investor project teams build viable impact projects and she's effective storyteller. She works to produce four to 10 X more social and economic capital than status quo. Guys, please welcome on Angela. Angela, (laughs) thanks so much for jumping on. How's it going? Thanks, Brittany. It's so good to connect with you as well. Fellow podcaster too. So yeah, happy to be here. Canadian too. Yeah, woohoo. I feel the same way. Uh, I got a little tongue tied there, guys. I apologize. It's been a long day, but um, super excited to jump into this interview. Angela has some amazing things going on and um, has done a lot. So Angela, before we really jump into any questions, do you mind just going ahead and telling us a bit of your background and how you got to where you are right now? Because I'm, I'm sure it's quite the story and I'd love to share it with everyone listening. Awesome. First of all, Britt, thank you so much. I I help entrepreneurs build viable real estate impact projects faster, smarter, and better than they thought possible. So that's really what I do. We have a little bit of my backstory is I am a farmer's daughter from uh, Vulcan, Alberta. And so I'm really a small town sort of big ideas uh, person. And, uh, you know, we were... I guess part of my like way back story is that my family, uh, we just didn't have the economies of scale for our farm to support, you know, growing generations of, uh, of the entrepreneurs to stay on the farm. So at various points, my dad left or my uncle left the farm and, you know, my, my brother and I, uh, no longer farm. So that's kind of a little bit of a really, um, background on the on the family upbringing that pretty frustrating that we have this beautiful agriculture land in southern Alberta and we haven't been able to make it work for multiple generations so I wonder you know that's a bit of a driving force my my parents were very entrepreneurial growing up and uh, so I come from three very entrepreneurial parents and then uh, I worked uh, mostly in nonprofit and in uh, the sports industry back in Australia, I lived in Australia for seven years and my job consistent job skill set in each one of the roles that I had was really aligning multiple stakeholders for real estate projects. So I, you know, had the, was working at the festival of Perth and I worked for the Western Australian Sports Commission. I worked for the department of sport and recreation, which was uh, state level government in Australia. 
And always it was facility creating sort of strategic planning and then viable operations for uh, real estate projects. So that was my nonprofit sort of government background. And then I, uh, my part, then partner and I took the entrepreneurial foray, foray into owning our own commercial real estate and doing operations. So we started and operated a guest house in downtown Nanaimo here on beautiful Vancouver Island for 10 years. And the uh, sold that faster than we were expecting. Actually, we were, we were planning on uh, selling at the 12 year mark. And as soon as we put out sort of the, the expression of interest that we might look at, be looking at selling, we actually sold it very, very quickly. And this, and the project after that is I was a co-founder of the network hub with uh, the big vision really to create an, a, an entrepreneurial culture and vibe and viable projects um, allowing people the space that they needed to, to kickstart impact projects and startups faster than they would have been able to do um, on their own. That has led me to Futureville. So the, I guess the scenario that I've been in for the past uh, almost 20 years is being asset rich and cash poor, taking the big plunge and overcoming the uh, you know, how to finance and raise capital to get uh, commercial buildings in a short period of time. And we really have a few strategies that we did that was very, very collaborative and leveraging multiple investors to do that. And, you know, and, and then the second four way into the network hub was my plan was to buy multiple commercial properties and help them put in uh, co-working spaces into regional communities so that they can really service uh, digital and, and nomad and, uh, you know, tech entrepreneurs. So that's where I've come from. Today, I've fast-tracked to now I'm working on the business and coaching side of uh, helping those real estate investors build these viable projects smarter, faster with the knowledge and, and experience and connections that I have. Incredible. Wow. You've done so many things. That's like, I love it. I love your hustle. Thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and with what you're doing now, what is your biggest focus? Um, just working with those available customers, you know, to get them where they want to be faster and, 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 or can you dive into that a little deeper? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, with Futureville, we really have a two-phase um, approach of working with, with people. Is Phase one is all about profit acceleration. So we, in, a, in an ideal world, we would come from angle one, which is we help uh, property owners, people in construction or real estate services, really exponentially increase their profits. And we do it in a, in a facilitated way. It, I, I mean, you can call it business coaching. The angle really is it's a joint venture. We, we do a, a complimentary profit acceleration assessment. It takes anywhere from two hours to two days, depending on how deep dive we want to go into their business. We identify exponentially the profits that we can achieve by going anywhere from maybe just a 2% marginal increase to a 10% increase in core business functions. And my key role is to keep them accountable and coach them through that process. And we have 
joint venture partners that we help with, you know, marketing development, things like that in for their business. And the second phase is once we've reached the first major milestone of profit acceleration, then we redo our agreement and say, okay, now we are going to take a portion of those new profits and we're going to invest them into an impact project. So in a perfect world, we would have say eight to 10 uh, businesses that we work with in a geographic location, or let's say a purpose shared purpose. And we would uh, then have a collection of eight to 10 private investors that are contributing to the seed funding of that impact project. Love it. Wow. I, I like that you already have that roadmap to success, like set up, like, you know, where you're going, you're crystal clear on that. And uh, I think that's super important with being an entrepreneur, you know, so love it. Oh, that's Thank so exciting. You. Thank you. So of course, Angela, talk to me about your business. Now, I guess my next question would be, you know, where, um, actually I'm going to switch that one. With the people that you're working with, uh, the people who jo- uh, join for the um, the coaching and and um, and stuff, where would you say this client acquisition comes from? What is your process like? Great question. So client acquisition really is. I mean, my energy tends to be very in person, so I love you know, the, the energy exchange when I'm in person or even ironically, even in, in digital contact with people like in a podcast. So, um, you can also see and listen deeper when you have those, those physical connections. I guess that's why I've always loved having, you know, a, a physical bricks and mortar location. Uh, so, my client acquisition really is to identify either one, you know, as I mentioned, property owners who really want to accelerate their unique and compelling offer. So I'll start with like, they have a massively transformative purpose or they have a market dominating position um, or they want to in their property and real estate offer. So, and what we build is we build community into that into that offer. So we actually have a unique um, system that we use. It's called the profit acceleration software. So I mentioned that we do an assessment, but it's literally we, we uh, coach and help them with an implementation timeline. We keep notes. There's like automated pop-ups and accountabilities. And so, you know, and, and meetings so that we have very specific milestones that we are achieving and priorities. There's really no point in coming out in business with spending money on marketing or digital or even showing up at trade fairs if you do not have either a, uh, you know, compelling offer, market dominating position, and a, or a, what I call a massively transformative purpose, an MTP, you need to start with those and everything gets built around that. So I can give you an example. At Futureville, yeah. our MTP is imagine and build places worth living for. So it, it helps us filter. We can uh, identify uh, companies and people who really enroll in that vision. And, you know, our real estate impact projects are are really all about providing essentials and community. So housing, food, uh, our three core uh, impact projects that we want to launch, 
if you like, is something that would have a food hub. So uh, visitor housing, residential housing, plus the amenity of, of a food hub uh, in a community. This, you know, and the second one would be health, like a health hub. And once we have the blueprint for those, Brittany, our plan is just to open source them and scale it, right? And so we can go from three impact projects to six impact projects to 12 impact. And of course, 12 times 12 is right, 244. And yeah. so we can easily scale. That's our sort of go rollout to market is, um, is having these blueprints that are easily shared and sourced. And we know that people are going to ask for some assistance along the way and saying, I want one of those in my community. How can I, how can I bring that here? This all sounds amazing. And you're right. Like once you open that source, you can scale just like, just like that. Right. So that's exciting. I love the plan. And, you know, tell me about as being a coach and what is like, what do you hate about coaching in 2022? Is there anything that's, Oh, Oh, absolutely. I like to ask, I have a lot of coaches who come on my interview. So I I often ask that just to see if, if if they have the same kind of struggles and stuff. Uh, And I think there's, there's two main uh, annoyances, if you like, or, you know, one is uh, that, that a company does not have those core components. They don't have, they don't have a sense of, of purpose or our vision. And, and I'm not talking about old school, traditional, this is what I learned in business school in the, in the eighties and nineties. It's about how businesses are making an impact today. So they, they don't have those core, uh, that core component. And so they get overwhelmed or they, they don't have a clear sense of direction. That's one. And the second one is what we call the corporate immune system. So this is our natural propensity as humans to keep in status quo and, and not explore options and innovations and change. So if you can imagine, you know, living, I'll call it below the line, which is in frustration or anxiety or worried about money, or, you know, suddenly we have all of these supply chain issues and, and impacts, food shortage impacts, things like that, that are happening in big picture in the world and how, and and those things, once you get frustrated or, or, or cash strapped or anything in that below the line operation, it is impossible to innovate, think constructively. You get pulled back into, oh, but I just need to keep my job or, oh, I just need to do it this way because it's always worked in the past. So I call that that, that corporate immune system, which is the resistance to change. So really the mindset of being an exponential individual, somebody that's open and change and willing to take that risk and be coachable to some insights that other people have learned really are the, without those two things, it's very difficult to, to imagine being viable in 2023 and beyond. I totally agree with everything you say. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. Like it's true, especially being an entrepreneur, um, for those that are like, you have to have that open mindset and be willing to learn and, you know, um, be open to new ideas and because everything's evolving, everything's changing. So, um, when, when you come across some, some people and other entrepreneurs who aren't open and have that closed mindset, it can become very difficult for sure. So, 
walk me through some of the other tough steps that you've, or tough situations that you've dealt with as a coach and, and how you solve them. Uh, so and it doesn't have to be a, about the biz, uh, about your people you're working with, but maybe within the business. I think within the business of real estate impact projects, right? When we're talking, we want to create uh, abundant access to housing and food for people. I mean, that's a pretty bold, big vision. Um, but when it comes down to it, we're still working in institutionalized systems. And, you know, I, I just went to the Vancouver Island Economic Summit uh, earlier this week, for instance, and there was a session on building the communities we want, but right. there were probably 80 to 100 people in the room that said the development process and policies and official community plans, they're broken, right? They're, they're based on, on like 100 year old uh, development and they haven't accounted for the facts tracking and technology, building supply material and all of the, the technology around and involved in real estate projects in particular. So probably one of the biggest obstacles externally to working with the business is that restriction. And uh, so if I could say, listen, what I would love to do is put together a list and showcase those communities that have a real window of, of building uh, impact projects you know, where we're not running into a one or two year lag of um, getting through public consultations and possibly without, without eliminating the democratic process, we want that, but you know, it's, it's when it comes down to the red tape of municipal or provincial bureaucracies in, uh, in policy development, I think that's, you know, or, or land One use, the sense. that's the, probably the biggest barrier to the, wow. the sector that I happen to be working in. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So bouncing into another direction here now, you know, can we talk a little bit more about lead your lead generation and how you guys sure. go about that? Yeah. And, and this is really events and podcasts are probably the two um, core uh, lead generation tools that I would use at Futureville. And that's mostly because of my personality, Brittany, honestly, and also my experience, right? I, I literally right. come from working in event logistics where it was, you know, uh, for instance, working at the festival of Perth, where we're dealing with, you know, more than a million guests and, and working at the Alberta winter games where we're doing the logistics for, you know, 1500 students, which is, or 1500 young athletes. So I come from an event logistics background. So it's pretty easy and turnkey for me to do events and, right. and that, and that does translate to digital, right? We've over the last three years, I think we've all become quite accustomed to using zoom and the, and several different platforms that are virtually ev events. Of course, the logistics behind the scene are almost equally as important in digital events as they are in physical events. And then podcasts, because it's a lot more intimate. So now you're more one-on-one, yes. -on -one, you right? build the relationship gone from yeah. big collections. Here's creating the space for networking opportunities to now, boom, we are here. Now it's more one-on-one. -on -one. We can delve dip into, we can share some things, sometimes even pre and post podcasts about how we can help each other um, build reciprocity and, and expand each other's stories. Right. Exactly. And just that relationship alone is huge too. When, when, um, getting any sort of lead. Right. So, uh, that works out great. 
Awesome. So tell me what your biggest pain point is when it comes to clients and customers, or is it what you mentioned earlier, you know, the closed mind and um, not open to not coachable. So or, I'm going to add to that. So the not coachable okay. or the, or the mindset. So we actually have like a joint venture with uh, the exponential individuals initiative where we do actual sprint funding to help people discover their purpose. So oh, that's that. because, yeah, which is really cool. Um, and it's a six week sprint literally where you go in and you, and you have a team of, and they're not personal development entrepreneurs. They're people who are actually in the, in the business of helping you build your personal confidence and clarity, but also help define your purpose from where you've come from and where you want to go. Yeah. So that's, that's one. So that's the mindset. I would, I would add that I guess one other friction point is the, or, or, or pain point, if you like, is the, the limiting belief or the um, maybe an experience that people have had around or this, or this idea that they have that a business coach or the expense of a business coach, or there's, I gave it away. A business coach is an expense. And I would challenge you to say, if you've got the right coach offering the right tools that that coach and that consultant is really a joint venture partner, right? They are committing their heart and their soul and their, their purpose to, to helping you create profits because they're, you know, they wouldn't be in business if you're not creating new profits. That is, well, at least that's for us, right? That is our whole entire mission is to increase profits to start with. And so we're not in business if you're not in business. So really overcoming that this is an expense line item. I would love to challenge people and shift it to say, this is actually an investment in my business. And if you couldn't, if you could do it on your own, you would have done it. By now. Yeah. Working alone sucks. Working with an objective person, uh, you know, and there's lots of different models out there and there's a lot of people that have coaches, but it's, you know, challenging those who don't necessarily have a coach or maybe have had a bad experience in the past to reach out to us and say, listen, there's a lot of uh, great stuff that's offered at Futureville where we can, we can give you access to a digital do-it-yourself academy We've got, you know, group coaching, we've got a Facebook, we've got an ask me anything tool. We've got a profit simulator tool. all of these things are free. We've got a downloadable book. Oh, we've got all these free tools to, to help you navigate and facilitate that, that decision on, cause it's a big decision, right. On right. Who, to, who to engage in, uh, in accelerating your business, because it's like, you know, you're, you're not your child, but you're nurturing this, this business. And, you know, you're, you're being very vulnerable with your, your business coach. So you want to really have a trusting relationship with them. A hundred percent, Angela. And I totally agree. Like, you know, it's not an expense, it's an investment. And I think people really need to understand the value in that, you know, anything you invest in your I mean, I'm sure there's past experience of those who have, and sometimes maybe they didn't go over too well, but Think it of think like you got you got to let go of that fear, right? And be open to still investing in others that will help you and will grow your business, like you said, as a partner, you know, um, because it's huge. And I think I think in order to grow and get to that next level, 
you need to invest in your business, invest in yourself, get a mentor, get a coach, you know, a hundred percent. So. And I, and I think, you know, just to reinforce that integrity for where I've come from is if, you know, if you ask that question, what would you have done differently in both of my businesses that were real estate impact? I would have hired a business coach. That would have been probably the number one, you know, choice difference that I would have made. And if I'd have found this profit acceleration software and system that I, I, we now offer through Futureville, um, you know, I would have married up uh, profit acceleration as a compelling offer for anybody who is trying to uh, attract tenants or residents, whether it's a business improvement area or an actual building, you know, being able to offer that, that, hey, you're not just this is not just a rent expense here. We are, we actually now have profit acceleration for your business built into it to our compel to our property as a compelling offer. You know, these are, it's night and day to comparing. You're no longer comparing apples and oranges. Now you're going, wait, what? With every business expense, I get a, a coach that's going to help me accelerate my business. I haven't met too many property owners that are doing that yet. So we hope to change that. Love that. So based on where you are today, um, if you were to double your revenue and profit, what would be, because I know getting to the next level, there's always new challenges. Um, As entrepreneurs, we can always expect that, right? Um, Now, what would be some new challenges you might face or what are some things you might have to change to get to that next, you know, double that profit and revenue? So our growth plan for um, Futureville is twofold. So, uh, you know, I can, I can handle a group, uh, I'll call it a, a project in its own right. Like we can do individual projects. My growth plan goal, however, is in that phase two that I talked about before is, you know, we've got a collection of businesses that want to invest in impact projects. And, uh, so I, I'm looking for, you know, uh, probably a, a joint venture partner who can manage the, the, the profit as a, as a fund. So fund management and in, in each, I guess, country that we would be looking to operate. So in we're, we're operating only in Canada right now, but the rollout plan would be us, Australia, Costa Rica after today. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and working in global destinations and our growth plan is really training the business coaches and providing with a turnkey um, business in a box, if you like, so that they could t- take advantage of all the tools that I have. And they can be the local coach, consultant, building villages, you know, future villages on the ground in their locale. So that's our growth plan. So really, I will go from... Um, being, you know, one of the founders of, of Futureville and coaching my own clients and getting two or three impact projects off the ground to then coaching coaches. Okay. And, and, you know, helping manage the the growth of those seed funds. I'd love to see like a $25 million innovation fund in each country that we're working in, which will see provide the seed funding for, you know, these impact projects so that they can be really scaled and implemented faster. This excites me. 
this really does. This is incredible what you're doing. And I, yeah, I was, you hit all the points. I was like, okay, so I wonder what she's doing next. Like, that's my, like, I still want to know more. Like what's all, this sounds amazing. I'm so happy you're able to share it. And just in time for the end of the interview, you know, you, you really let us know exactly your plan and like what you're doing is incredible. And I, I know without a doubt it'll happen. And I'm uh, like, I was going to ask you, what made you think of these countries? Like I know Australia because probably you used to live there, but the <laughs> States and what makes you think about Costa Rica? What just because, oh, yeah, tell me about great that question. Okay, I'm going to go just draw us back to imagine and build places worth living for is, uh, you know, I'm a dual citizen of Canada and Australia. So that is a no brainer, right? Those two countries, because I'm expecting that one of my no, kids really. is living there one day, right? So, so that I can go down and visit her. Um, that's very possible. And this, and then I really keep my eye out. I, I'm doing a lot of background check on destinations. I listen to okay. it. I come from a tourism destination management, right? So I'm listening right. constantly for um, countries, regions, locales, even getting down to municipalities that are very open and innovative. And when they're doing innovative uh, policy development or economic development or social impact development, then we kind of highlight them, right? So they, they kind of sit on my back burner to go, okay, I'm listening for what they're doing. And Costa Rica hit my radar. So I this have- so exciting. Yeah, so you, you and, and, and uh, Brazil is another one that's hit my radar quite, quite a bit. And partly because that's where a big audience for Canada's podcast, which is another conversation, but we're, we have a big audience from, from Brazil that's listening. So we already know from the analytics and the data who's listening, who's, li who's listening in. So Costa Rica is definitely on my hit list of places that I'd love to create some impact projects. Uh, we know there's Canadians down there already. I mean, you know more, I haven't lived down there, but it's on my vision board. So there's a reason why it's there. It, it, it's funny. And it's, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like you met me today and yes. I'm from, I, well, I'm Canadian, but I moved to Costa Rica two and a half years ago, built a house there, love it as well. And just like you said, um, open and innovated, definitely Costa Rica is. And um, so this excites me and I'm excited to, you know, stay connected and chat about that afterwards as well. Um, myself and even my boss, cause he, he moved down there as well. So it's too funny. Um, super pumped for that. But I know we're at, we're at we're at the end of this episode, so I want to thank you so much, Angela, for jumping on here and sharing everything that you did. You know, you shared some very valuable insights for the listeners, and that's what I'm looking for on my podcast. So love it, I appreciate it. And if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about going to do that? Pretty, if you uh, on Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook, uh, all the Instagram, all the all the more traditional social platforms. My kids are like, mom, nobody uses Facebook anymore, but I, I is at Angela Faye 2120. So Angela Faye 2120. In 2020, I made the decision I'm going to live for another hundred years, which is why 2120. So you can find me there. Uh, and the, my personal email address is also Angela Faye 2120 at gmail.com. If you want to just reach out to me directly and, uh, and then, of course, the Futureville, the, probably the fastest is, is Futureville.com, F-U-T-U-R-V-I-L-L-E.com. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again, Angela, for taking the time of your day. It, it was a pleasure having you on here. And um, 
I can't wait to connect afterwards as well. So I'm pumped. (laughs) Group, if you're listening and you betcha group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure or higher entrepreneur and like to come on just like Angela did today for an interview, please go to top100interviews.com and uh, fill out the application. We'd love to have you on as well. Catch you on the next episode, everybody. Ciao. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.